Welcome to the Voice of Texas Veterans, a production of Texas Veterans Commission, speaking up for Texas veterans since 1927. The Operation Hope, Resilient Warrior, 22K, and Virtual Veteran Suicide Awareness Town Hall is happening this month. Today we're going to talk about what it means and why you should take part. Thank you for joining us. I'm Julia Connor, Communications and Outreach at Texas Veterans Commission, the state agency that helps veterans, family members, and survivors access the benefits earned through military service. We not only file VA disability claims and appeals, we also help veterans find civilian employment, aid in the use of the GI Bill, help with starting a business, and advocate for veterans having VA medical care issues. We also have a mental health department that works with mental health providers, community, and faith-based organizations across the state, providing military-informed care training and other mental health resources. With me is Dr. Blake Harris, Director of the Texas Veterans Commission Mental Health Department, and Sharon Stewart, Women Veterans Coordinator for Central and South Texas. The Texas Veterans Commission Women Veterans Program, along with the Regional Community Veterans Engagement Board and USO Transitions, have combined forces to present Operation Hope Resilient Warrior, a virtual 22K and virtual suicide awareness and prevention town hall. You can register for both and see all the details on how to participate on our website, tvc.texas.gov. Click on events and scroll down to September 1st. Veterans, their friends and family, the entire community, all are invited to participate in a virtual run or walk, be it 22 steps or 22K. The run walk started on September 1st and will continue through September 14th. Now, many of you know the number 22 is not an arbitrary number. Dr. Blake Harris from our mental health department explains why. There were some statistics that came out a few years ago identifying that 22 veterans a day were dying by suicide. And if we think about that number, roughly a little over an hour time frame, we lose someone that we didn't have to. So while the, the actual statistics may vary sometimes, what is the actual the exact number, which is really hard to calculate, the value of that 22 is to really put that out there into the public eye and make folks aware that this is something that is happening too often. I mean, as the minutes tick, we lose people. So it really does put it out there in, in bold and italics, which I think is where the value of that number is. So there's going to be a virtual town hall on September 17th. We're inviting veterans, the military community, their friends, spouses, people who are involved with veterans. I mean, it's a good idea for everybody to be there. Tell me what's going to be going on during the town hall. One component of this is to have an opportunity for folks to get more information on suicide prevention and suicide intervention, learn what they can do, and to have an opportunity to ask questions and to have their voice be heard as you know, I think we all work together to reduce the number of veteran suicides across the state. So it's definitely a good idea for anybody with any questions or any suggestions or anything to attend this town hall so we can put our heads together. If you have a friend or a family member, what to look for and what to do if you suspect that they might be contemplating suicide. I think the, the suicide prevention is one of the, the biggest things that we focus on across all of our programming. So all of our coordinators are trained in multiple suicide prevention instruction so that they can spread the good word across the state to anyone, whether that be a private citizen who wants to take a training or an employer or any network. And all that's to get at the point that, you know, awareness is intervention. So the more folks are aware of the signs of suicide, the more they are 
capable to have the very difficult conversation. It's very hard to, to ask someone about their, their mental health status, let alone are they having any concerns or thoughts of ending their life. So we want to make sure that we promote that training that anyone can be aware and anyone can ask and anyone can help someone who may be struggling put time and distance between them and uh, lethal means, which we know that from research is as little as 10 minutes between someone making up their mind and dying by suicide. There's a window where we can divert them by giving them a chance to pause. And after that kind of window closes, folks tend to regret having been at that point where they were gonna make that decision. We wanna make sure that anyone can intervene and, and save a life. Army veteran and Women Veterans Program Coordinator Sharon Stewart has her own experience with losing a fellow soldier to suicide. When I was a company commander, the building we were in had like an open bay where all of our orderly rooms were just in the open. And what I mean by orderly rooms, it's like the personnel sections where you do your personnel transactions. So this gentleman shared the same office space with me a great guy and a good person. I found out maybe a year and a half ago that he lost his battle. So he's not a statistic. He left behind two kids. I just allow myself to think about him on Memorial Day. I only think about him once a year. Of course, he has family, but I don't want his name to be forgotten. You know, I kind of think about what would he be doing now? What would we be doing with his kids now? You know, if his son plays football, would he be going to his games and the ballet recital? So that's not a statistic. That was a person who's still alive, you know, in several people's hearts. And that is true for many of us. We know someone who has decided that that is the path that they want to take. And of course, we all want to say, could I have done something or should I have seen something? Now, we're having this Operation Hope 22K. Tell us about that. It's coming up. This event coming up is just, it's really almost like a rally point. It's a time for the entire veteran community to come together. And several of my soldiers, we keep in touch. We talk to each other, reach out to each other. And, you know, we just say, how you doing? How the kids doing? Are you doing okay? Do you need anything? I'm the only female, but we're all different races different religious beliefs, but we have that common core of having endured hardship together. We're still family. We don't agree on everything, but we're still family. And that's the kind of feel that we want this event to have. We want people to participate in a virtual run or walk, 22 steps up to uh, 22K. Then we also want people to come together and let's talk about this, take away the stigma. It's okay to not be okay and let's come together, check on each other as a family, as the veteran community. And it's open to civilians, family members. It's open to veterans, those on active duty. We want to help our peers endure. That's what the HOPE stands for. So it's from September 1st through the September 14th. We're asking people to do whatever they can, 22 steps all the way up to a 22K, 2.2 miles, whatever you can do, please do that. Once you have proof of completion, if you could please email that to us, we would love to use it. If you send us a JPEG, photos, or a short video, we want to compile it in, in a slideshow or in a video. And so if you're going to do that, you have up until the 7th of September to submit that. But the, the walk or run 
It's going to be open from the 1st through the 14th of September. If you give us proof of submission, then you'll be eligible for one of four $50 gift cards. And the winners will be announced at our virtual suicide awareness town hall on the 17th. Now tell me about the town hall that's going to be happening. On the town hall, which is going to be on September 17th from 10 to 1130, that's again is a virtual event. We're going to have some phenomenal speakers. The speakers are going to talk about the suicide awareness and prevention. And we're going to have some gentlemen also talk about how they overcame PTSD and how they overcame just overcame some, you know, some of the darkest um, moments of their life and how they reemerged. I'm not going to say found the inner strength because sometimes you need a village and you need a family, but how they persevered and endured and that now they really want to give back to the veteran community. And we want to remind everybody that we do have a Veterans in Crisis line that operates 24-7 across the nation. 1-800-273-8255. Press 1. Operated 24-7. 1-800-273-8255. Press 1. And to register for the 22K and the town hall, go to our website, tvc.texas.gov, click on the events calendar, and you'll see that this is happening the 1st through the 17th. Just click on a day and get registered. Now, Sharon, is there anything else you'd like to say to veterans to let them know just how important this event could be for them? We are stronger together, and let's come together and simply support each other. I think it's okay to not be okay. And this is the time for us to come together as a family, as a community, and to support each other. That is Sharon Stewart, Texas Veterans Commission, Women Veterans Coordinator for South Texas and Central Texas. Now, let's talk a bit more with Dr. Blake Harris, Director of the Texas Veterans Commission Mental Health Department. Dr. Harris, let's give everybody a synopsis of what your department does. The primary function is to offer training and technical assistance to stakeholders at any level on veterans' mental health needs, what are the the best practices, and what are ways that they can help this population. We have that through four programs. So we have a justice-involved veteran program that focuses on making sure that veteran services are present and available to veterans if they enter the criminal justice world. That can be anything from working with law enforcement to make sure that they have training on trauma-affected veterans and how to engage in crisis de-escalation, to working with the county jails and sheriff's departments to make sure that veterans that enter the jail systems are identified correctly so that we can make sure that they get alternative services or just the things that are open to them due to their veteran status. We also worked to provide technical assistance and training to all of the veteran treatment courts across Texas, of which there are a little over 30, which is excellent. And we're hoping more will come online as we get back into more traditional life after the COVID situation. And we also work closely with TDCJ, the Texas Department of Criminal Justice, to make sure that veteran pods and veteran services are available for those who are incarcerated. And then additionally, working with community partners and community supervision, probation and parole, to NTDCJ to account for the reentry process, which we know is so important. We also have our Military Veteran Peer Network, which was the first program within this department that was established. And that is where we have TBC trained and certified peer service coordinators who are veterans themselves and folks who go through quite a bit of training on how to 
recognize a need for mental health services, how to connect folks to those resources in their local community and serve as a, a local guru on what all services are available. And they also provide direct peer-to-peer -peer support and training on uh, topics such as suicide prevention and military cultural competency. We also have a mental health provider program, which is focused on making sure that licensed clinicians and any professional who works in the mental health arena across Texas recognizes that the service member veteran and family population, the SMVF, is a unique population with its own protective factors and risks needs and make sure that they have the competence to perform their duties to the utmost uh, regard. So that entails a lot of training on military traumas to include TBI, military sexual trauma, moral injury, and then also training on military-informed care, best practices, what's worked most effective with trauma-affected veterans, and so forth. And then we also have our community and faith-based program where we engage community and faith-based stakeholders across the state at the local level to make sure that they are have an opportunity to serve as a, an active partner in promoting veteran mental health. Well, all of the stuff that we do is great because what we're trying to do is open it up so that veterans all across the state of Texas, especially in the rural areas, will have access to competent mental health care. Military Veteran Peer Network, I really love that because I've talked with lots of peers who some of them actually got help from a peer and volunteered and then decided, hey, this is something that I can do to help my fellow veteran and got trained. And I love that they have all these resources available. Yeah, that's one of the most important things is the force multiplication and the pay it forward nature of the MVPN. So folks get help, they get connected, they get inspired, and then they become peer volunteers. And that's why we have this network that covers the entire state. Magical. Yeah, yeah. Some of the peers have told me, you know what, Julia, I didn't even know that I needed to talk with somebody until I started talking with somebody. So if a group or an organization, maybe they need some help, is it possible for them to get in contact with the Mental Health Department at Texas Veterans Commission? Yes, ma'am. We are on hand and we are available to coordinate and invite folks to our training. All the, all the trainings that we do, we tailor them to the audience to make sure that we account for whatever their role is, how they intersect with veterans' mental health, and based on the location that they're in, because we know Texas is so different from one tip to the other. Folks can reach out to us. We have our TVC website where our veterans' mental health department can be reached, and then we also have our own platform, which is how we can also be reached and folks can find their local peer service coordinator through the Military Veteran Peer Network. And that is milvetpeer.net. You know, I would like to add just with the current recent developments in, you know, Afghanistan and what's going on with the world, we do recognize that folks may be struggling more than they were the day before. And we've already had quite a bit on our plate as a nation and particularly for those veterans and dealing with the isolation due to COVID and all sorts of other things that have happened over these past few years. So we want to recognize that this is a high need time and we definitely want to encourage anyone who is maybe struggling to reach out to their resources, to use their supports, to find services. And when in doubt, they can definitely always call our Veterans Mental Health Department and we will try and find them some local resources to include those local peer service coordinators. But we hope everyone takes care of themselves and practices their coping skills and reaches out as they need to. Dr. Blake Harris, director of the Texas Veterans Commission Mental Health Department. He'll be speaking at the virtual Suicide Awareness and Prevention Town Hall on September 17th. From September 1st through the 14th, the 22K Virtual Run Walk is taking place. 
please register at tvc.texas.gov. Go to the events calendar, click on any of the dates between now and September 17th, and sign up. Now, along with our website, Texas Veterans Commission is also on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can send us a message on the Texas Veterans Commission Facebook page. We'll help you out. The website will let you know about all our free services, from filing claims to the Women Veterans Program. It's all there at tvc.texas.gov. I'm Julia Connor. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Texas Veterans, a production of Texas Veterans Commission. Helping veterans starts here.